Hi, everyone. Welcome to Afternoon Tea. I'm Brittany. I'm Madison. I am a birth and bereavement doula certified by Still Birth Day and the marketing director with Casey Women's Ministry. I am also a certified birth and bereavement doula with Still Birth Day. I am also a trained postpartum doula and I am the uh, director of doula operations with Casey Women's Ministry. All right, so welcome everyone to Afternoon Tea with Casey Women's Ministry. Um, last week we talked about um, we talked about breastfeeding terminology. Yes. So this week we are going to talk about the different types of breast milks, or not just breast milk, I'm sorry, different types of milk that you can feed your infant and toddler. Because um, there are lots of different types out there and it can be very overwhelming trying to decide what you wanna go with and what's yeah. gonna work best for you. So we wanna give you some information um, and just divvy it out, you know, so you can, make a choice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think um, one of the, the biggest questions as when I'm working as a postpartum uh, doula is how do I know what formula to pick? It's a lot of trial and error. Mm -hmm. um, look at the ingredients, you know, look at the uh, different brands that are out there. They're all made very similarly. They're all um, have very similar ingredients, but obviously there's a lot of differences and especially when you're looking at price. So you have to find what's best for your family and, and what's best for your baby. And that's how you choose. Um, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about, um, the different kinds of, um, cow's milk formula and goat's milk formula, mm -hmm. um, and the different ways that they, um, come and kind of as much information as we can can give you we can literally talk for hours on this i think i think we honestly spent about 45 minutes just doing research on on goat's milk formula before we got started and i was like we could literally do an entire video just about goat's milk but yeah. just so we can make sure we have the right information for you um I haven't had a personal experience with goat's milk, um, but I do know a doula who has had a personal experience and her story just stuck with me. It really stuck. Um, I haven't needed to use formula for any of my children, so I don't have that personal experience, but um, I do know from her experience that it can be life-saving or life-changing for you and your family. So we wanna make sure you know that that's an option to even do a different type of milk and why you might want to use goat's milk versus standard formula. Um, before we get into the formulas, um, if you are a type of individual who either you don't want to breastfeed, but you want to provide breast milk or you want to breastfeed, you're unable to breastfeed for whatever reason and you're not, you're not producing milk and you want to provide breast milk, you can find um, people who are willing to donate breast milk. You can find people who sell their breast milk and you can also go to a milk bank. Um, I believe the St. Luke's Milk Bank here in Kansas City generally offers it first to NICU babies um, and families because it has shown a significantly high um, percentage of survival rates by being on breast milk versus a formula. So they give it to NICU babies first. And then if they have extra, they sell that um, to women and families in the city who are needing 
breast milk. Um, but I know just going in Facebook, I know it's crazy to think and it's scary to think, but you can go in Facebook and find women who they just are high producers. They have freezers full of breast milk. I'm one of them. <laughs> and I often donate it or give it to families who are needing breast milk uh, for their infants. So that is always an option as well. If you can find someone that has a good relationship um, that you can build a good relationship with, with hopefully a child of a similar age. It is not detrimental to them if the child is not of a similar age, um, but it is a little more beneficial for the infant if they are of a similar age and the same sex, because your breast milk changes by the age and the sex of your child. Um, again, it's not the end-all be-all to have those similarities, but it is an option as well. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're like Brittany and you have a freezer full of breast milk that you're just not sure what to do with, you don't want to get rid of it. Obviously, like you don't want to throw it away. I mean, who would, yeah. who would throw it away? I mean, oh my goodness. Um, on the opposite side of that, St. Luke's, I believe is accepting donations right now. I know that they took a break during COVID, but I think that they're back to accepting donations. Oh, I hope so. Um, I, I think, I think so. With my first, I donated hundreds of ounces, hundreds. Um, you just have to do a blood test once every six months or once a year. I don't remember exactly, but you have to do a blood test and, you know, if they just want to make sure you have no diseases and you don't do drugs yeah. <laughs> ultimately. And then Protect they go- babies. Yeah, protect the babies. And then they, they do the process of um, just like just like with cow's milk, they, I can't remember the name. Pasteurize it. Yes, pasteurize it. Um, and then they just lump it all together. So <laughs> yes, know, they gallon it up and, and ship it out to wherever it needs to go. Yes. So that is an option if you need it. Yes, absolutely. All right, so um, if you are not doing breast milk, maybe for whatever reason, there's a myriad of reasons. We talk about them all the time. I'm not going to get into them. If you are looking into formulas, there are so many, and there are four main, four primary kinds. We have formulas that are based on cow's milk, goat's milk, that are plant-based and soy-based. Um, and typically the first one to try is cow's milk. Um, those are the ones you're going to find most often at the grocery store. They're going to be the most common, um, Similac, Infamil, um, all of those major brands. Those are, they're primarily going to be cow's milk. Um, some of the major brands may have the plant-based options or the soy-based options for allergies or colic or anything like that, but the majority of them are going to be cow-based. Um, if your child you already know has a dairy allergy, um, that's when you wanna start looking into those other options of either plant-based, soy-based, or potentially oat's milk-based, um, which we're gonna talk about. Brittany just knows all of that. I love it. <laughs> um, but formula also comes in so many different variety like so many different um forms you can get it in powder you can get it um as a liquid already pre-made 
um, you can get it condensed, um, you can get it in so many different ways. And even the same brand, this, the same brand, the same flavor, you know, however you want to explain that, you know, the same exact kind can come in several different um, forms. So I think the most common that we see is the powdered formula where you you know take a scoop of the powder you put it in some water you shake it up and now you've got milk um, but they do make it as well in a pre-made liquid form that you just like with our milk you can just pour it out of the carton into the bottle and you're you're good to go mm -hmm. um, and then there's also um, condensed versions where it comes in a liquid but you have to mix it with water as well now, some information on those different types. So the powdered form is probably the most popular simply because it has a longer shelf life. Yes. Um, once you make the bottle, you only wanna use water. You don't use milk, you don't use juice, you just use water. And it doesn't even have to be hot water. It's actually preferred to use cold water. It is made to dissolve properly in cold water and then you reheat it um, not in the microwave. No, <laughs> you run warm water over it, um, or you get one of those bottle warmers. Bottle warmer. Yeah. yeah, you can make it with a warmer water out of the sink. Um, you can also get bottled um, purified water that is geared specifically for babies. It is not necessary. It is just your choice on, um, you know, your preference. Maybe you personally don't like the flavor of your water or you're concerned with the, um, the fluoride that's in the city water or something like that. Um, and then, so you just get bottled water. I'm a tap water, you know, we're a tap water family and we have a five level filter on our sink for the cold nice. water. So that's how I use my water. Yeah. Um, but you can also um, boil the water yeah. and then let it cool down before you put it in the bottle. Yes, definitely. And you can, you can do that as long as you have access. So um, now once you've made the bottle, that bottle of specifically powdered milk can stay in the fridge for up to 24 hours. Um, it can stay at room temperature for one hour. Yes. Most of, um, in my experience, the majority of those powdered bottles um, powdered formulas are all like that. Mm -hmm. One hour at room temperature and 24 hours in the fridge. Um, the liquid one is not going to last that long. No. Uh, you might have one hour at room temperature, same as the powdered, but in the fridge, once you open it, you have basically one hour. <laughs> yeah. I think um, some of them now they're lasting uh, six to eight hours. In the oh, fridge. nice. Um, I think there may even be one that is lasting up to 12 hours um, in the oh. fridge, but they certainly don't last nearly as long. Yeah. So read the directions and make sure you understand when that product expires, because you do not want to give spoiled formula in any way, shape or form to your baby. It will make your baby very sick. So yes. um, be very um, cognizant of, of those expiration times. And when you pour the bottle, you know, if you can try and make it on the hour. Um, or in some way that you can remember, okay, it was 2.15, so I have until 3.15, or it was 1.30, I have until 2.30. You know, make it at a point when you know, or set a timer 
Find some way so you can remember when you made that bottle. Write it down. Use one of the, the food log um, sheets that you can get. Just write it down on a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Just bottle at this time so you can yes. know exactly when it's it's up. I used to, uh, when, when we used, when I, my nanny kids had uh, bottles around the clock, um, I used to take a little bit of masking tape and put it on the bottle. And then I would write the time because I would prepare about four bottles at a time um, because he would get hungry like mm -hmm. that. There'd be no warning. Um, and so I would just have to grab it and feed him as quickly as I could. And so I would put a little bit of masking tape on there, write the time, um, and then prepare like four or five bottles at a time and put them in the fridge. That way, if um, he didn't drink them while I was there, mom and dad knew when um, the bottle had been prepared. Brilliant. And it's, it's a great way that, that you guys can use as well, that you, if you're preparing multiple bottles, or, you know, let's say you've got um, a bottle of, of breast milk and it, you know, it's different than the formula. And now you've got two bottles and you're like, I don't remember what time you can put those times directly on the bottles as well mm -hmm. with just a little bit of masking tape. Yep. You can do it as the pour time or you can do it as the expiration time. Just or both or both. Yeah. You can definitely do both poured at expires at mm -hmm. or P and then the time and E and then the time, whatever you want to label it as, but just so you know the differences of when it expires. Yes. Because yes. <laughs> um, smelling, you can smell breast milk when it goes bad. You can't tell the difference with formula. I mean, it, it does <sighs> smell, it smells nasty. I don't know, honestly, it just, it's formulas gross all the way around. <laughs> As far as smell goes, it's revolting. Going in and going out. <laughs> yep. Fresh and old. Yes. Ooh, it smells really bad old, but I can't tell the difference. Personally, I cannot tell the difference. I've tried to identify when it starts to go bad. And really, it starts to have that nasty smell pretty quickly. So you can't tell. You have to write it down. You have to make a note somehow. Um, just so you know for sure, because you're not going to know. Um, let's see. I'm, I don't have any experience with the concentrated formula. Um, none of my daycare families have brought that. <laughs> they always bring the powdered for me or they bring um, a lot of them. Well, not a lot of them. One of the families that I watch brings a, it's, it's like a child's um, protein shake. It's the same concept. You know, you don't want to leave that out for an hour or so. Because this child, he's quite a bit older. He's not on formula anymore. They have formula for infants and then they have toddler formula as well. So you want to get an age appropriate formula when you're getting formula. Yes. Because, you know. And the container will say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. But a growing child needs something different than a growing infant. So they have different formulas. Unlike breast milk, as we know, formula doesn't change in its formula. <laughs> it doesn't grow and change with the child. So you have to pick something that will grow and change instead. Um, but I think, I think that's the gist of. I have, a, I have a couple of things to oh. add. Um, when, when picking a formula and trying something new, um, 
just be aware that there's going to be a transition period, whether you're going from breast milk to formula, you're going from formula to formula. Um, when you're trying something new, there's going to be a little bit of a transition period. Um, baby may not like the taste, they may not like how it makes their tummy feel. Um, and trust your intuition. If something doesn't feel right, switch it, go back. Um, again, like Brittany said, with, with Facebook and breast milk, you'd be surprised how many formula swaps there are on Facebook as well. A lot of times people will be like, I opened this, baby didn't like it, does anyone want it before it expires? Um, so trust your gut. You know, if baby's not reacting well to a formula, try something new. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, watch out for allergies. Uh, make sure that you're aware of what an allergic reaction looks like. Um, and if you're trying a new formula um, and your child goes to daycare, make sure to let that daycare provider know that it's a new formula so that they can be aware of any changes in behavior in the baby's behavior or appearance um, for either sensitivities or allergies or anything like that. Or why they're not uh, in the bottle. Yes, or yeah, exactly. Exactly. For any reason, just making sure that whoever's taking care of baby is aware that they are changing formulas. Yeah. Um, and then as far as like expiration dates and stuff, you know, expiring formula, um, unlike breast milk with formula, you cannot refeed. So once you feed a bottle of formula, um, there is there are proteins in baby's saliva that will break down the formula that uh, happens differently than the way it does in breast milk. So breast milk can, can be refed in certain situations, um, but formula can absolutely not be. Um, it needs to be fed within an hour of baby first latching onto the bottle. If it is not fed within an hour, it needs to be thrown away. Um, and if it has been heated, it needs to be fed within an hour of being heated, whether baby latch to the bottle immediately or not. So if you warm it up and then wait half an hour, you only have half an hour to feed that to baby. Um, so if they're slow to drink it, then maybe try not waiting quite as long after you warm it up, you know, warm it up when they're hungry. Um, it can be a little frustrating when you have a baby who's either not liking the formula or who's having, you know, troubles with gas or troubles with eating and, and they're slow on the bottle. Um, it can be frustrating sometimes to feel like you're constantly throwing away milk. Um, and so one recommendation is to, to go small. You know, if you have a baby or a, a child who is struggling with the bottles and you're finding that you're throwing away a lot of formula, formula is expensive. So we don't want that. You know, cut the bottle in half and then offer more later. You know, instead of offering five ounces all at once and they only drink three and then you throw away two, maybe only make three ounces. And then if they still seem hungry, then offer another ounce and another ounce. Um, but yes, it, it is very important to remember that you cannot refeed formula. Very good point. Um, I usually, from again, personal experience, generally I would make two ounces at a time until I notice that I'm feeding really frequently. And then I'd start going three ounces and then four ounces and see where we get. Um, a formula fed baby doesn't usually need to eat as frequently as a breastfed baby either. Um, there's, uh, it's harder for them to digest it. 
And I don't say that in a negative way. It just takes no. them longer to digest the formula than it does breast milk. It's just um, biology. Yeah, it's just, you know, man-made versus human, yes. <laughs> you know, natural. Um, but it's it's got, it's it's something to do with the, con, you know, the way breast milk is just developed. I mean, just it's, it's made that way. They try to make it easy to digest um, in formula, but it, it's harder to digest. So it keeps a baby full longer in, in some ways. Um, but that doesn't mean that your baby won't get hungry in two hours if they're going through a growth spurt. So if they are hungry, feed them, whether you think they shouldn't have to be fed, fed, I'm trying to say feeding and fed at the same time. And it just was not making sense. <laughs> like what? So words. <laughs> yes, words, slow it down, slow it down. Um, so even if you think, well, I just fed baby two hours ago and I fed them four ounces, they shouldn't be hungry now. Even if you think that a baby could still be hungry, same thing with breastfeeding. Um, give them a smaller bottle, give them a two ounce bottle, see how they go and then give them another two ounce bottle or one ounce bottle. It's easier to make two ounce bottles at a time because the scoop relates to two ounces. Yes. So keep that in mind too. Yes. <laughs> you know, you don't necessarily want to go a two and a half ounce bottle or a three ounce bottle because the scoop just, it doesn't work. It, it just doesn't work. So you want to do two ounce bottle increments. Personally, that was my preference. <laughs> you know, you do you, you make it the way you want to make it. Um, but yes. that those are some tips and tricks regarding some formula. Um, was that all you have? Yes. Cool. All right. So let's get on to goat's milk. Why would I try goat's milk? Um, well, it's actually more common to use goat's milk in many alternate parts of the world. Um, they don't use cow's milk nearly as frequently as the United States. However, it is gaining in popularity here in the United States. So we're seeing more, um, more brands coming out. I think um, I found an article with about five brands listed with different formulas, one of which was toddler specific and all the others um, were more infant specific. So it's, it's a great option. And part of the reason that other parts of the world use goat's milk more frequently is because goats take less space and they take less food. Um, so it's more economical to use goats rather than cows in other parts of the world. Um, it's also really close to the nutrient content of human breast milk. It's closer in nutrient content and density to human breast milk than cow's milk um, once you start breaking it down. Mm -hmm. Now, something to make note of when you are searching for a cow's, for a goat's milk formula, you want to find something that is folic acid fortified. So yes. you want it to have the extra folic acid in it because goat's milk, unfortunately, it doesn't have enough. Um, now, when you compare it to cow's milk, let's see, it actually, um, uh, let's see, it's not that big of a difference from cow's milk, but it's a big enough difference that they have to fortify it. It's not enough. Interesting enough. So um, yeah. I will send, um, I'll put this article from Dr. Sears in our description because it was a fantastic article. I highly recommend reading through it. 
Um, there was an article on WebMD. That was a really good article too. Uh, I feel like the Dr. Sears article was better simply because it was less opinionated. Like it was more yeah. just fact oriented. It gave it, you the facts. It really broke down the ingredients piece by piece and really explained exactly why um, goat's milk does what it does within our body um, and what the nutrition and the, the vitamins and minerals and, and everything that's in there are either good or bad for, you know, it's, yeah. it, it wasn't a good or bad thing. It was just, this is the amount, this is what's in it. This is it. There you go. Yeah. Um, this is why it's more similar to human milk. And this is the difference of goat's milk versus cow's milk. These are the differences that there, that we found is scientific studies. So it was a really good article. I'll post that in, in our description, um, in the comments or descriptions. No, it should be in the description. Sorry. <laughs> You'd think I don't know where I put things. <laughs> <laughs> um, now something to make note of too, Goat's milk does still have lactose in it. It is a very small 0.6% difference than in cow's milk, but that could mean the difference for your baby of, can I drink cow's milk or can I drink goat's milk? Mm -hmm. Now, if your child is highly sensitive, then this may not work for you and your family. You know, you might still want to look at a soy or plant-based formula, yeah. but for some um, for a lot of people, they find that goat's milk is a phenomenal alternative and it, it helps their babies thrive better than a cow's milk formula, a cow's milk based formula. Um, goat's milk. So again, referring back to this article, goat's milk is actually easier for the infant to digest um, because of the, the levels of certain proteins in the milk. The proteins themselves are actually easier to digest. Um, so hopefully that means your baby is getting more nutrients pulled out of it and in a faster rate, similar again to breast milk versus cow's milk, which can sit in the stomach for a little bit. Um, there was something else. So I can't remember what it was, but I was like, oh, I need to make sure I make a note of this so I can oh, no. talk about it. <laughs> I don't remember what it was to tell you. Oh, it was the regurgitation. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so it go, the goat's milk has the, this protein that um, it's so much easier for the baby to digest. It's more rapidly digestible. And theoretically, um, it actually helps reduce the amount of um, acid reflux in babies because yeah. of the protein in it and it being more easily digestible um, because it's, it's flowing through easier. It's not sitting on the stomach and holding air and, and blocking things off yes. um, and causing those aller allergic reactions, which are potentially causing the acid reflux. So it's, it seems like a fantastic alternative. And like I said, from this, um, from this other doula who I had met, met and she told me her story, I was like, wow. So I had done some research on it and now I, you know, we do some more research and we're constantly learning. We're constantly learning more about it. And it's, it's amazing. It's really a great option if, if it's something you're open to. Um, yeah, that's, what else do you think about? Did you think about it? I, I think you covered everything. Um, I think that, you know, if you're 
if you're trying a cow's milk formula and um, you know you notice maybe a small sensitivity and um, you want to give goat's milk a try before going completely dairy free, then um, I think that you know that that's the next step, and then and then you go dairy free, especially with that lactose. If you know that your child has a dairy allergy, then goat's milk probably won't be. Um, the best option, like Brittany said, and you should go to one of those uh, plant-based or soy-based formulas, which are more easily found than goat's milk. Um, however, they're, they are more difficult to digest um, than the goat's milk. So, yeah, yeah, a little more difficult, but you know, it, it's trial and error being a parent at any time. And then you add in feeding complications and health complications, you know, it's, it's, it can be difficult for sure. Um, depending on your child's reaction to lactose, you might even need to find a, you know, if you want to go with a donated breast milk, you might need to find someone who doesn't take lactose themselves. Yep. Um, you know, I've seen that around too, where you know, the child is so sensitive to the lactose where they can't even take breast milk that has lactose in it, which breast milk contains lactose in itself. You know, it's, it's yeah. a milk, it's derived that way. So it, it is something to consider. Um, yeah, hopefully all of this information um, really gives you an idea and if not enough information to make an option, you know, to make your decision, enough information so you can do some more research and see if this is the right choice for you, at least at this point in time. Um, because things are always changing. Things are always growing. Oh, something else I do want to make a note of goat's milk is a little more cost, um, cost expensive is more expensive than cow's milk, because again, it's not as popular it, but it is gaining in popularity. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And, but if you think about it, the specialty formulas that are cow's milk based sensitive stomachs, um, you know, the colic stuff, colics. Yeah. Those ones, those are those are pretty expensive on their own too. Yeah. So it might just be a one-to-one -one trade off. If you've tried those colic ones or the sensitive stomach or, you know, the preemie and you're like, uh, it, it's, it's going to be the same cost. It's not going to matter. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, up to you. It, it's your yeah. choice as the parent. Our goal is to just give you that information so you can make an educated decision. Yeah. And if you have questions, let us know um, in the comments. We're happy to, to answer what we can with what we know and what we don't know. We'll get you resources on. Absolutely. So again, I'm Brittany. I'm Madison. And we are with Casey Women's Ministry. So holler at us if you need anything. We love having you here and having you visit. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week. Bye.